further detail behind those market moves, I'm joined by Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment. Thank you so much for your time, Wayne. It had seemed that we were coming into a week that was starting off with losses. We did get those red screens from the Asian markets, but you're seeing the JC really fighting to go into the green. What's the key for market sentiment this week? Look, I mean, this week, as you said earlier on, we're going to have a lot of economic data, and the particularly important one will be our inflation data that comes out. Look, it should have peaked. It should be falling, but month on month, you never know. And one good bit of news with the oil price where it is, even with a slightly weaker rand, we will see a cut in petrol at the next uh, price determination. So that's good. But this week, I think, will will be characterized by a slowdown you know, the market participants really will start to go on holiday this week. So I don't expect that much activity of what's happening. Of course, China always remains contentious. Are they going to carry on with relaxing their zero COVID policy? Will we see some relief on those share prices? I mean, they have come up quite a bit over the last while because of some apparent relaxation in zero COVID. But certainly our big industrial shares will still be driven um, nice pass and process by what happens in, in, in China and their policy. Yeah, and of course abroad also the U.S. coming out with its own inflation data followed the next day by the Fed's conclusion of that monetary policy meeting. So what are your expectations there for inflation? Because there was quite an encouraging print uh, from the last number that we had. Well, look, as I said earlier on, you never know month yeah. to month, but certainly inflation is going to fall. And it'll start to fall very, very strongly in April, May, June next year. So still a little bit of time to go, but it should fall. However, even with falling inflation, the Federal Reserve Bank is going to increase interest rates at half a percent, not the three quarters of a percent we've seen before. The market knows this and anticipates that. But once again, it, it will be, I suppose, the tone of their meeting. Central bankers have got to be hawkish. They've got to be and uh, negative on inflation they at this stage they can't show any real relaxation in their policy but of course if inflation does indeed fall strongly in the second half of next year we'll probably see interest rate cuts in america well all over the place america yeah. south africa europe uk everywhere starting end of next year but most likely the big cuts will be in the following year yeah, of course, uh, you talk about the tone. And uh, as you said, uh, we are expecting a 0.5% um, hike on interest rates. But really what uh, investors will be sifting through and trying to really assess is the tone going forward. And of course, you will see the yes. market reaction on that starting on Wednesday evening and into a Thursday on our side. Let's take a look at uh, the UK. Of course, there the Bank of England is also due to make its interest rates decision. But ahead of that, today we did have that GDP data coming out and actually surprising to the upside with growth of 0.5 percent um, month on month in October. Wayne, there's been quite a, a negative sentiment when it comes to uh, the UK's economic growth. Do you think that this number, this positive number is just a dead cat bounce? Well look, it's very encouraging that that number did come out surprising on the upside but there are very deep inherent problems in the UK economy. It's essentially inflation. I mean, their inflation rate is really, really high. I mean, it's far higher than our inflation rate. And of course, they've got the scale of oil and the price of heating oil going into winter now. 
So they've still got big inflation problems in the UK. And the central bank will increase interest rates there once again. And certainly, you know, the percentage increase that they've seen in interest rates in Europe and the US as well is significantly more than what we've seen here because they're coming off such a lower base. So the consumer is actually far worse off than the South African consumer, believe it or not, now compared to a year ago. So, but it, it was encouraging, as I said, that one GDP number coming out better than expected. But there's still a lot to long way to go in the UK before the inflation rate starts to come down to acceptable levels. And that's the thing, Wendt, because, I mean, what does the Bank of England then have to consider? Of course, this is a positive number, but the UK economy is largely perceived to already be in, 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 in recession. And you also talk about that high yep. inflation number that, that's even worse than us. So what kind of uh, uh, scale do they have to balance here? Well, look, they've got no option. I mean, central banks worldwide, ours included, there is truly only one enemy, and that's inflation. Economic growth, job creation comes second to battling inflation. And that is right, because ultimately, if you don't control inflation, everyone, but especially the, the poorer segment of the community, is actually worse off. So they will combat inflation literally at any cost, even if it does mean uh, quite a severe economic impact because of higher interest rates. Yeah. You know, truly... Inflation is enemy number one. Yeah. And on the European Central Bank, of course, they were not just dealing um, with one country. There's also this fragmentation. So what kind of, um, I don't know, what kind of weightings do they also have to go into when they do have their meeting? Look, they're going to, when they have their meeting, it's exactly the same story. They've got many, many other problems. Of course, they're far, I suppose, closer. They're far more. Uh, affected by the by the war, but they will also battle inflation. They, they, they may be even more so than other central banks worldwide have got to control inflation because of the the impacts of the war, etc. And of course, they've got eating oil problems as well and gas problems. They actually got sitting with quite quite large economic problems in South in in in, in uh, Europe and in the UK. And in comparison to South Africa, you know, despite our load shedding, despite everything, they, their problems are actually worse than ours at the moment. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's steer away from problems at the moment, uh, Wayne, and go to your stock pick. What will it be today? Look, it's a very difficult to give a stock pick under these sorts of conditions. But I must say the banking shares are looking particularly cheap. Banking margins actually do quite well in the rising interest rate environment. And the shares have come off just recently. You know, they're off maybe 10, 12% from the highs we saw a few weeks ago. Dividends seem very, very safe. And you're getting a high dividend yield at a reasonably cheap price. So I would choose a bank. And I suppose I'll choose either Standard Bank or First National Bank. They are looking quite cheap at the moment. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for giving us that insights on what has been moving the market so far today and what will be moving the markets during the week. That was FNB's Wayne McCurry with the day's market analysis.